Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where your word, thought, verse, and chapter of the Scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Churches. We are a multi-site church located in the Roanoke, Salem, Virginia area. where We have uh, four campuses. We have our Salem campus, our Southwest campus, our North campus, and our FCC Espanol campus. Uh, and we're so excited about what God is doing here in the Roanoke Valley to see lives changed and transformed by the power of the gospel. Uh, we are walking through the New Testament this year, and we are in Revelation chapter 14 today. If you are new to us, just joining us, uh, we have a reading plan in the show notes below. You can just scroll down on any of the podcasting platforms that you're listening in on, and you'll find a link there to the um, the show, or excuse me, to the reading plan. You can screenshot it, print it off, whatever you need to do. We want you to read God's Word on an everyday basis uh, and to encounter the person of Jesus. We walk through what we call the hear reading method. Highlight, explain, apply, and respond, and we model for you what it's like here on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. So we're here with Levi Duff from our Salem campus in Revelation chapter 14 today. Uh, but before we do open up uh, into this text, uh, Levi, if you could go on an all-paid vacation anywhere in the world, where would you go and why would you go there? I think at this point, it's I had to choose one of two places. I can't narrow it down. Um, first would be Norway, that I've already been, because Whitney and I got to go for our 10th anniversary, and it was incredible, but I we went in the winter. I'd like to experience it in the summer, because mm-hmm. we were there at a time when um, and we were towards the Arctic Circle when it was the polar night. The sun doesn't come above the horizon at all. So there was a time when we were there, there was like six hours of like twilight, and that was it. So it was really neat to experience, but I'd like and to— And high of like negative 30? No, because like it's right on the coast, and you okay. get like the Gulf Stream hits it. So like it'd be like 18. It was balmy. It's great. <laughs> it's <not> balmy. <laughs> my snot's still yeah. first in my mustache, but Super it was cold, great. 30-degree winds. felt great. Um, I'd like to experience the flip side and the— Arctic summer where the sun doesn't set at all. Um, outside of that, I'd love to go to Scotland and cause my family has a strong Scottish heritages. There's actually a Duff castle in the Northern part. I'd love to check it out. So one of those two places. That'd for be sure. cool. Do both. It's an all paid expense. All paid. Let's go to both. Yeah, yeah, it's one, yeah. Just take it to three months and go to yep. both of them at the same time. All right, let's go. Cool. <laughs> As we open up here in revelation chapter 14, what was the verse that the Holy spirit illuminate you highlight and wrote down here today, Levi? I went through uh, verse 14. It says, Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and seated on the cloud, one like a son of man, with a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. All right, explain what's happening here in this text. Uh, chapter 14 is just it, stuff is ramping up. We're getting close to the end battle, to the very end. In fact, towards the end of the chapter and where this shows up, um, Jesus rolls up on a cloud. And he's got a sickle in his hand. And this end part of the chapter talks about this huge battle where this sharp sickle was used to totally wipe out the enemies. And it's kind of equated to like a, um, a grape harvest. And it said there was so much blood that it was like uh, <laughs> blood flowed from the wine press like wine. Um, so that's kind of what's happening in 14. Interesting imagery uh, yeah. from that aspect. Um, even a question from here when you when you look at this um, – I know that it's not in the same context, but you see that Jesus teaches. I think it's in two of the three synoptic gospels. Of looks out over the the harvest, or looks over at a 
field of people. And he says there, it's like the, the, the harvest is ready and plentiful, but the laborers are few. I think it's in, maybe it's in John. So it might be in three of the gospels, but do you see any correlation between John's verbiage here in this text and in that story as well of Jesus' teaching? Well, yeah, it's potentially the same author, right? Yeah. I mean, so he uses the same kind of idea of a harvest, but this is the opposite side. <laughs> yeah, this when is not a good this harvest. Is, <laughs> this is the part of the harvest where, like, the wheat and the chaff are separated. Yeah. So the wheat gets to go through it is, is the followers of Christ. The chaff is what's left behind. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that he would use the same, the same verbiage in that. Yeah. So as you walk through the explain part of here, what was the, a, uh, application, what are points of application for believers and followers of Jesus? This one for me. And the reason I, this, vor, this verse jumped out, it was this phrase, son of man, because mm-hmm. Jesus uses this, this phrase as he refers to himself. And Isaiah talks about this in prophecy. Mm-hmm. And this is part of the cool connection with old new Testament to me that always blew my mind. Because when you look at 2 Timothy, Scripture is God-breathed. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah is inspired by God to describe Jesus as one like a son of man is going to come. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus comes, the one who inspired that Scripture, and what he says is the phrase, I'm like the one, the, I'm like a son of man. This is the phrase that really boils the blood of the Pharisees and the, one, the phrase that ultimately gets him arrested for blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Because the Pharisees knew that Isaiah was prophesying about the Savior, Jesus, about a Christ figure who comes, who they know is going to be the incarnation of God. So God describes himself in Isaiah as a son of man. God himself comes down, uses that phrase, one like a son of man, to get himself arrested so that he can complete his plan and die on the cross for our sins. And then again, we see this one like a son of man show up in the last battle. And that phrase carries over from Old Testament to Jesus on the cross to the final battle of Jesus Christ. And that name shows up those three times. And that is so cool. (laughs) Like I get goosebumps thinking about it. It's just, it's amazing to see how God orchestrates and weaves this particular phrase through the history of thousands of years. And it's such an impactful phrase in every situation. Yeah, I remember uh, some of you listening back, where is Ethan going with this? I remember when I was in high school, uh, I can't remember the author's name, but she wrote the um, Harry Potter series. Do you know her name? J.K. Rowling. Yeah, so when she came with it, like her books blew up before she had finished the uh, her thought process where she was taking Harry Potter. And then so like at the end, it almost seemed like she was grasping. And I haven't read them, so some of you might, you might be like, no, Ethan, like she was not. Like so this might be a big argument. But it was like she was grasping to write the finality of, of Harry Potter and kind of the details and was missing some links or maybe some repetition of things or pulling from other movies and things. But then when you look at that and you look at the word of the Lord that God has for us, that's not it at all. Not at all. And it's very intentional. And I think that's what you're seeing here is the yeah. intentionality of the, the verbiage Son of man. So cool. Yeah, so cool. Um, so in this, uh, what? how did the Holy Spirit call you in your personal response to, to this text today? Trust in what we don't see now. As far as God will set us on a path and we won't necessarily be able to see the end. And even Psalms talks about he's a lamp to my feet. Mm-hmm. When, when that just kind of shows, you know, he's aligning my path. But sometimes all you need to not fall is just the next step in front of you. Um, so when we see that God can orchestrate something like this over thousands of years, why why would we stress about him setting up our next step? We need to put faith in him. That's good. Thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. 